You're listening to an Irreverent Media Podcast. Go to irreverent.fm for more content from our friends. Hello, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Kevin. And, and we're, we're your favorite, favorite aunts. aunts. We finally nailed it. We did it. Okay, we're two best friends who have a lot in common and a lot on our mind. And each week we're going to tell you what is on said minds, pop culture, Christian subculture, everything in between. And also we ask, uh, we answer some questions from listeners, people like you. And like your favorite aunts, we've got lots of opinions and a few drinks in us. Because it's, um, it's more fun that way, right? So let's get into <laughs> it. This is a new episode of Your Favorite Aunts. Hello. Welcome, everyone. Happy Friday. This is a new episode of Your Favorite Ants. I'm Kevin. And I'm Sarah. And um, today we're talking about best friends, friendships, friends that matter, things that have changed your life. Um, and things of that nature. And today on the pod, we have two friends joining us. We have uh, John Keeling and Justin Gentry. And how about y'all just take a second and like tell the people who you are? What do you do? Why are you here? <laughs> I'm gonna let Justin go first. Okay, uh, my name is Justin Gentry. I uh, am a seminary graduate and ministry dropout. Um, yes which is exciting. Uh, so I was in ministry for many years and loved it. And then they really didn't love me back, which is fine. Uh, so I left Sometimes there. it'd be like that. Sometimes it's Sometimes like that. Sometimes it do be like that. Yeah. And so trying to find a new thing to do. I am working a lot with, um, trying to work a lot with pastors leaving the ministry because that's rough. Uh, mm-hmm. as, you know, as you learn that none of your skills matter your, you know, your project manager job does not care that you're good at discipleship. Uh, yes. And so it's trying to help people with that, but also uh, working with the Irreverent Media Group and Tori mm-hmm. Glass on a podcast called The Go Home Bible You're Drunk, where we talk about the Bible and it's weirdness and we get weird and it's a lot of fun. So we hope to launch that next week. Yeah. Yeah, we're excited yeah. about it. But that's also like also just like uh, for everybody who's listening and you missed that little thing. We did launch a little media group, uh, us and some of our friends. So we're just really fucking proud of it. So you can go to irreverent underscore FM and get yes. your shit together for that. Yep. Yep. And then the other human joining us today, all the way from somewhere in the middle of no- <laughs> little of nowhere, John M. Keeling. John, hi. Hello. It's good to see you guys. Um, who am I? God, I don't know. I'm a, I am a uh, six foot nine washed up basketball player who had a career in sales and the automotive industry for years and last year blew up his life and quit my job and went back to school for nursing and now I live in Utah. Now you live in Utah and you've known yeah. Sarah for like a billion years, right? Yeah, Since we lived together for years. 2005? Y'all lived together. I didn't know that. 16 years. Yeah. Yeah. We lived together for a while. Cute. Mm -hmm. And we are, this is my bestie with the testes. Yeah. I used to hide. I used to hide in the house when Sarah would come home from work and just scare the living shit out of her. You were that person. It was, it was one of my favorite pastimes. 
I don't think John's I... feet are really big, and I would put my Chuck Taylors in his Chuck Taylors to let him know that I was home. <laughs> wow, that is <clears throat> levels. And we also we did a podcast. So I did a podcast called Sonderless the Podcast, um, which was a couple years ago, and um, it was really fun because I had everyone on. Kevin, you were on, and uh, John was sort of my life coach. So I had to take all the challenges that John gave me and. As you will discover, John has got a very amazing sense of humor. And so it was like having Will Ferrell give me life advice. How much of that advice did you take? A lot of it. Mm -hmm. A lot. Uh, Not all. Not all. Which is why we're having season two. (laughs) Which is why we're coming back for season two, Electric Boogaloo. Mm -hmm. Because I'm smarter than she thought. Um, anyways, if you, uh, we're, today we're talking about best friends, but the way we run the show is we, first of all, we want to check in with everyone. So Sarah, I'll start with you. How the hell are you? Doing really well. I had a difficult week for lots of, lots of reasons. And yet, um, it's been a really good, I got up at six o'clock and was at the beach with my dog Hello. Mm. with our friends. Um, and just, I'm feeling really good. Um, a lot of scary things, but I like Guys, today I sent out an email to my email list, like an Ooh. actual content creator, guys. Now, wow. did it go out at the That's... appropriate time? No, it did not. Did I have to log back in and like hit the send? Did like six people unsubscribe and my little three heart broke? Um, yes. You're you're All frozen over true, on um you're frozen on Instagram, so I don't I didn't hear anything you said. But like, we got it all um, on. There's a lot going on. On the other one. It's all hold on, let me turn you up. Awesome so I can hear and you. scary and new. Um, so for instance, my um, Airstream trailer, which is part of uh, Sonderless season two, um, I am going up to Ben next week to work on her and I actually have a consultant who will be meeting with me and that's all very exciting. So that's how I'm doing. I'm worried you're frozen. Are you frozen on the screen? Is I think I'm the frozen one because you are all frozen. He's frozen a handsome yeah. pose though. He it did. is. It is. It is you good. Know, they I would, fr- like, I would freeze in well. a horrible way. He froze real well. Yeah, yeah. I froze beautifully. That's a skill, really. Um, yeah. yeah. Do we, Do we need to do a live right now? Can so we just? I don't. I'm gonna ask you. Is it bad that I don't want to do a live? Wait till you can log back on. So I'm gonna ask, uh, Justin, how the hell are you doing? Um, I am doing uh, better today. I would say. I think because it's Friday and it's sunny, and the weekend is coming. That always makes me feel good my little my little seven heart likes to anticipate the weekend the weekend itself isn't always that great but the friday is my favorite day because it's like the weekend is here um so that's good i had a hard week too for a lot of reasons and so it's nice to kind of like end on that uptick mm-hmm. so that's always good uh i have a newborn at home as well as two kiddos so that's busy um mm. craziness so i'm not sleeping much but it's kind of nice because i have a lot of friends now on the west coast so that's us sorry like I, I'm, I'm up at 1 a.m and they're like eating dinner and we're having a good time so <laughs> west coast, yeah. west coast. Yeah. yeah yeah um john keeling how the hell are you i'm fantastic i'm actually really good which yeah. i'm not stressed about anything right now like I don't have any, I have a test tomorrow, but it's not like looming over me. I have applied to nursing school, so I'm good. I'm in the process of getting hired for a job at the local hospital. That's also awesome. I'm just a 
imagining that moment when a patient, like when you walk in the room and they're wondering like, this is this person really this big or have the drugs kicked in or mm-hmm. like I, I'm, there's going to be a lot of questioning, I feel like. I can, it's going to be amazing people watching. I'm taking my people watching to the next level. I cannot yeah. wait. Yeah. I cannot wait. Um, I don't know what's going on with Instagram Kevin, on my hold end. On. So. I'm going to put in my ear so I can figure out if Kevin needs to uh, log us off and log back on. Do you need to log us I've, off? I've turned. I've. I can't. I turned off Instagram. I've been off Instagram oh, for the past wait. five oh. minutes. Hello. Oh. So. Now you're working again. So I, am I? Because I'm not working on this end. Okay. So, it's still working on my end. I have no internet connection apparently with my phone. So weird. That's cool. That's no good. I'm not going to worry about it. So let's just keep going on Zoom. We can just okay. keep going on Zoom. No problem. Excellent. Because okay. that's a lot less bandwidth and I just don't want to fuck with it. So anyways, John, you were saying I apologize for interrupting you. Oh, you never interrupt me. You're magical. You can I don't think that's true. The okay, love- how do I get my Zoom to go big again? It's like all off on the side and I want to see all of you. <laughs> Double... It's all wow. You gotta do the um, Brady Bunch view, which is the yeah. Uh, you need to gallery. you need to hit the green. Are you on a uh, a PC or are you on a Mac? I'm a Mac. Okay, there's a little green button somewhere. You should click that. Okay. Is it is it minimized? Is it just a small little screen like this, yeah. or is it this one? It's small like this. It's like a photo strip of you guys. Well, you need to go find the little green button that has two arrows pointing out. Oh, sorry. No, that's I, all right. You're fine. Um, I'm I'm so sorry that the live didn't work. That was like the other day when it went, or the like a couple weeks ago when it wasn't working. Instagram is trifling. Like, let's just be yeah. honest. Instagram yeah. is is not a great platform to try and do something like that because it's not a dedicated stream. It's not dedicated bandwidth. You try to get more than two people on there, and it really is just kind of a, a bullshit. So, you know, we'll try it sometimes, and maybe sometimes it won't work. Either way, still glad to be here. Um, Same. Um, have we all checked in? Sorry, I was trying to no, fiddle with my phone, so I was barely listening. I apologize. Are you ready for my question? How the hell are you, Kevin Garcia? Fine, actually, really good. Today's been a wonderful day. I signed some new clients. Um, I'm working really hard on like trying to uh, grow my Patreon community. So like, I've had a lot of cool creative creative ideas and shit like that. <laughs> Um, I feel like I have a zillion things to get done, but the reality is that I just need to take it one, one moment, one day, one task at a time. Um, so overall pretty positively, I would say. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. I feel like I've got a lot. Four of us are coming into this day feeling really good. Is it sunshine guys? Did we need vitamin D? I think it's the sunshine. I mean, I got my vaccine. It's it's the sunshine. It's the vaccine that I have in my body. It's probably just giving oh, me this nice. healthy glow. I don't know. <laughs> nice. All the things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also got my second dose vaccination last weekend. So like, well, I only nice. have like one more week and then it's like the CDC says I can travel and you bet your ass I'm about to drive down to Florida and hang out with some people. I'm gonna go to the beach. Florida I'm a, was a I'm, weird choice, see- but okay. Um, not if you're going to hang out with your friends on their private beachfront apartment who are also vaccinated. Fair. That's fair. fair. Listen, listen, I don't go to Florida to hang out with like nasty teenagers who are going on spring break. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm an old woman. I normally love Florida and um, I'm not anti Florida. It's just that the photos lately is like, oh, 
Oh, we're not yeah. doing COVID. We've decided yeah. we're not doing COVID. I don't think that's a, well. Also, that's a thing. Florida and actually, fun fact: Georgia and Florida, we've never had COVID. COVID wasn't a thing here, at least the way oh. the bars and restaurants have been. Oh, yeah. You oh, think? Cool. Yeah. Let's so. do some research on how you guys avoided the whole thing. That's really yeah. fascinating. Yeah. God, I think we would provide many yeah. a clear cut thing. Um, Is it which, because of the Southern Baptist, um, the Southern Baptist, like um, you mean even? Being? Is I don't know. Places? No, it's be, it's just because uh, in the South, like the way that the politics are skewed is mm. that it's it's largely Republican. It's largely GOP controlled. It's very gerrymandered. So the laws reflect that, um, especially Georgia, Florida, Arkansas, Kansas um, and Alabama is that we have a lot of blue pockets. Like same thing with Texas. There's a lot of blue mm-hmm. pockets and there's a lot of groundswell, but it is because of voter suppression that a lot of times we are unable to make the changes we actually want to make because the vote is restricted, mm-hmm. um, especially with the laws that they just passed, that just passed in, in Georgia. So, um, yeah. Guys, just I, so you know, just so you're aware, we've moved from, so we start with how the hell are you? Okay. Then we move into airing of the grievances. Yeah, we haven't even <laughs> gotten there. We Excellent. just kind of, we kind of float into it. So this is nice. my first grievance is. Right. Um, nice. So we is, go from that and then we go into uh, question and answers and opinions and also best advice, worst advice in an area. So just so you know where we're headed, mm-hmm. just so you know where we've been, we're mm-hmm. airing our grievances a little bit. Voter yes. suppression, definitely yeah. something we mm-hmm. needed to talk about. For sure. So, so that's that. Um, I have two more things I need to t- bring up, but I will open the floor to anybody else who has something that they would like to grieve or any grievance you'd like to air. Anyone Anything? like to air? You guys are new, so you didn't know you needed to bring a grievance. Yeah, but. I, 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 I'm surprisingly grievance free. I will say voter suppression is totally a thing in here in Ohio as well. We have some ridiculous districts that we were ordered by a court to change. Hopefully we will. There's a district called the Great Snake the, the, because it like sexy. that's what we call it yeah it's sexy because <laughs> like or the, they call it the sea serpent because it's on lake erie and it's just jonathan that one of your weird names? it's this weird ah! oh. <laughs> yeah so it's, it's is that because he's six foot nine sarah i'm red i was like i tried to make the joke and then i let it out and then i oh. didn't want it anymore oh. listen <laughs> sarah this is where you need to go you need to let go more tell more yeah, lewd let him jokes out. Let him out. i yeah. make oh. see i gave you that setup and I'm really softball just, pitch and you knocked it out of the yeah, park sis. nice work park. yeah so yeah it's nuts and so you mentioned that and I'm like I feel like Ohio is like the diet south in a lot of ways and in mm. the way that it, <laughs> so it, <good. laughs> it it really wants to be the south it's not uh our food is not that good but we definitely, <laughs> how do you live there how do you live there because I was born here I've tried oh. to get away many times like I've lived in Denver for a while like not hard like, enough apparently like, I, I'm just apparently, kidding yeah, like gravity just keeps bringing me back to Ohio. So See, one day, I, I, one day I will achieve escape velocity and get out. But I feel like it's I, like WandaVision and there's a bubble and yes, you keep running towards that is, it and getting knocked. That is, yes, that is that is that is very accurate. Yes, man, I I've been almost everywhere in the U.S. and the most depressing place I've ever been is Ohio. Damn. I would, I would yeah. depending on the time of year, absolutely. There have been there are times in winter where it'll go 15, 20 days of well, and specifically Toledo. Oh, Toledo. Yeah, I was there for a while. Yeah. It was I'm sorry. Yeah, it's 
It's not it's not a great town, I'll be honest. It was when Texas Roadhouse is boarded up. You know it's bad. <laughs> uh, oh god. Wait, so Kevin and I covered this before. Is there a Long John Silver? Because if there's a Long John Silver in a town, it usually means it's not doing well. Yeah, there is a Long there's John Silver. There's a Long John Silver. The one Long John Silver here actually is boarded up and closed now. Hmm. Yeah, I have not good seen good job, a Long Atlanta. John Silver in a while. Okay. So I know there was one. Oh, so I, you're even I've worse not, than that. You're, you're, I've not it's seen one. downhill slide is yes. bad. Yeah. Mm. Wow. I have a grievance that I would love to air with you guys. We are listening. Um, this week, and I should have looked in. I got so fired up about it, and then I didn't write down what state it was. I don't believe it was Ohio. Uh, but an eight-year-old girl and her team was completely banned from a soccer tournament because she presented, quote-unquote, as male. And so uh, due to the trans laws that were recently passed in sporting in that state, the entire soccer team wasn't allowed to play in the tournament because she quote unquote presented as male. Even though she is a woman, she just She's looks like a eight dude. years old and just has short hair. Oh my gosh. Oof. So this got this wow. obviously got some press. A bunch like Mia Hamm was like, that's our girl. Like she can come to any soccer camp ever for free. But this little girl is devastated because she's a beautiful little, I believe Indian in background, little girl mm. and um, oh. just had a short haircut because she's playing yep. soccer and just wanted short. And it doesn't matter. Who I tell you what, it's always, it's never a white child. It's never, never a white you. child. Yes. yes. Air that then the short hair is just considered a pixie cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. If you're white, it's a pixie cut. But if you are brown or black, it is <gasps> butch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It has been. Um, I have to air that grievance because I. It's so frustrating to me how really what it is is someone was trying to make a statement about trans children mm-hmm. playing in sports. That's what it is. There have been all these um, laws been made recently around this. Um, and I just another said, another I, policing how an eight year old like. How an eight-year-old. An eight-year-old. Oh, eight and the little yeah. girl was petrified that she was going to have to prove she was a little girl. Oh, Oof, that's Fucking awful. shit. That sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At a soccer so, tournament. So bus rolls up. Uh, team full of kids. They call her aside. Wow. Listen, uh, I want to say a big, I don't know who the parent, the parent or guardian or coach was, but y'all should have protected that kid. And also, I hope that they sue that tournament because they should. Oh, I think sure. they will. And it, the parents sound amazing. Amazing. So good. Um, I feel much better about it. But I had it in my notes of like massive grievances that I have. Um, mm. I also, uh, you know, we can't not talk about the fact that two people died today that are I mean, mm-hmm. lots of people died today that are kind <sighs> of a, an interesting mix of people. So a Someone who I have to admit to you, I can rap because I was a, a dance team for that year. I can rap almost Hell. the entire DMX album yes, and also was so fascinated by his poetry and his um, his raw faith. Mm-hmm. You know, like here's a person who's like, I'm a Christian, but also raps a song like X going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so like just a yeah. really interesting human. Um, the, the grievance I would have is um, so many people reported on his death way before he was dead. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder how much um, 
how much space can we give people like the family was saying the hardest thing for us was just seeing all these rest in peace when he was still alive mm -hmm. um yeah so that was a weird thing and then we have prince philip who because of all the scandal that's going on around the um monarchy good or bad however you feel about it my co-host for my other show is very strongly anti-monarchy -mon well she's i mean your co-host for this show is also very right. anti-monarchy as well so <laughs> right and there's lots of good and wonderful reasons to be so however what i would say is his story go read his story people um before you decide that like this is a someone who came from a very poor family and um his ability as a so as a woman leader um, however you feel about the monarchy, take that aside for a second and look at the fact that here is a guy who um, they had to fight to get married, um, which, by the way, then you should have a little bit more grace for your grandchild. But anyway, uh, had to fight to get married. And then he really did support her and um, allowed there was a lot of critique over how are you a strong man who stands behind a woman? Mm -hmm. But he did. He would stand behind and support. And I think it's the first time, guys, I've seen in the news. Because even when Jeff Bezos' ex-wife got married, that's what the, by the way, that's what the headline was. Jeff Bezos' ex-wife gets married. Not like this huge philanthropist, crazy person, right? Amazing, mm -hmm. amazing person gets married. Instead, it's Jeff Be Bezos' ex-wife gets married. Mm -hmm. Always right? in deference to the male. Right. But when Prince Philip passed, it said, um, <laughs> uh, Queen Elizabeth's husband passes. <laughs> I thought, mm -hmm. that's the first time I've seen that. So there's my grievance, but also on the flip side, it's an interesting story and something worth looking at. Yeah. Yes. Well, you missed a death today, Sarah, and that hurts that only two people died. I died for a minute today. Okay. okay. We okay. had that discussion mm -hmm. earlier. He didn't yeah. call I'm back me back. Now. I'm back. And I now. texted him and asked. Kevin resurrected. Oh, come on, me. resurrection. <laughs> with my juju, with my magic yes. and my, my, my yeah. incantations. I Literally, wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for that. We were supposed to talk, and so he didn't answer, didn't answer, didn't answer. So I wrote, are you alive? And I get a phone call back that's just, no. Listen, well, hello from the other side. Yeah. Hello from the other side. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, Glad you're back with us, John. The world is you. a better place. Yeah. You could have um, at least told me about the grievances. Mine are going to sound like asshole grievances. Thanks. What are your grievances, What's John? Your gr I can't wait. No. I'm I'm ready to hear it. I mean, I have like two more. It's like one serious one and then one petty one. Uh, all right, I'll go because we got to cap it with more serious. Uh, elderly people driving. I live in a snow. One hundred percent. They mm. dive bomb across all lanes, and I literally yes. have almost been killed every time I go out and drive in this town. And I and I every love moment. them to death. I meet them on the street and I want to hug them and they're great and then you get behind they get behind the wheel and they're out for blood. They're out <laughs> yeah. for blood. They're like and I I've lived a great life. I would kill anyone because yeah. I'm not I'm they don't they're give like, shit. I, I need to go to Arby's right now. They've got a senior special for 30 more minutes. I can't get there from this lane. I've got to cut across. I got to get to Arby's. It's a double beef and cheddar day. Yeah, and they're gonna get it. And I'm not about to wait two minutes at this light. No. I'm going to speed well, through. And also, I'm gonna change. The, it's like those two double lanes that's yeah. both turning left or something. They just curve on out to the outside lane because they think it's yeah. fun. They think yeah. it's yeah. sexy to do that. It's, All I'm gonna say time. is that John 100% will be on speakerphone, um, hands-free guys, talking to me while he's driving, and it is my favorite moments of like, what the motherfucker. Oh, he's just <laughs> yeah. not a fan of drivers. Oh my God. Can I tell you like one time I had my mom in the car 
and I someone cut me off and I said, you motherfucker, you better back. This. And then I was like, mom, I'm really sorry. I know you don't like that kind of language. And she said, thank you for saying that. But I was just like cussing up a storm. And then I realized, oh, shit, she's right there in the car with me. I forgot. Um, but I think it's funny. that's your one grievance. What's your other grievance, John? I don't know. I think I have one. Come back to me. Off okay. Okay. Um, my semi-heavy, um, you know, grievance is I would like to say fuck you to the entire legislature of Arkansas for even <laughs> after the governor said, hey, this anti-trans legislation against kids is probably a little too far uh, and vetoed it. They said, fuck you. It's not far enough. And yeah. they doubled down on being bad. And it's so wild to me. And um I've already said my piece on the Instagram. Anti-legislation, anti-trans legislation is rooted in anti-trans theology, which is bad theology, and it's going to kill people. So um, if you are in Arkansas and you are a trans person, I love you. We love you. And please reach out to a friend. Uh, Yeah, reach out to someone who loves you. Reach out to the Trevor Project. Reach out to anyone. Um, There are plenty of crisis hotlines out there. Please, I love you. Uh, We want you around. So... Uh, and then the thing that's really petty, I would like to just say, um, I was very, this is my grievance. I have a grievance against male ghosts. And by that, I mean, I mean, any man who just doesn't call me back, I think it's really fucked up because I'm a nice person. Okay. Yes. Ghosting as an adult. What are we doing? Why is that happening? I don't get it. I mean, I, I do get it. I do understand. I have been the ghost. I don't think it's necessarily right, quote unquote, right. But like. People who do that typically, like they're having, I just say, okay, they're probably having a hard time. It probably doesn't have anything to do with me. Or maybe they're just not that into me and I just need to get over that. But what blows my ever loving mind is if you, like, we get on a, you know, you want me to do a little FaceTime with you before we meet up. That's great. I think that we can get a vibe. We can see if we, you know, want to hang out. But then you're like, yeah, we'll see you. I'll see you tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, see you tomorrow. And then you don't text back and then you don't pick up the phone. Like, are they dead? I mean, yeah. R.I.P. Must be. Yeah. So I just want to, it just, um, I am somebody who is now fully vaccinated. I am feeling very horny these days. I'm ready. Like, <laughs> even if you just want like, to go for drinks and then fuck, like, I'm fine with that. Literally but I just don't of Charles Dickens. Yeah. Or if you want to like not do that and not ever see me, tell me that also so that I can find somebody else who wants to go on a date with me, you know? So anyways, as much as I am looking for a committed relationship right now, I it's also um, it's a shot girl summer, I guess, you know? I'm just going to say this. Um, I today was on Instagram and two people that I really adore, um, an adorable couple. It wasn't you. You're one oh. person, first of all. Uh, they. How do you know? Have you ever seen them in the same room? <laughs> you don't fucking know that, Sarah. No. I'm sorry. I interrupted. You, Keep going. You lived with twins for years. And didn't even know. That is a big. That is a lot of baby your mother pushed out. Good <laughs> wow. God. Well, they don't um, come out at six nine. Yeah. No, My feet like, weren't size eighteen then. Were you a size like Were you the size of a normal three year old when you were born? Yes. Yeah. Just walk. Right I actually. Out? My mom had to have me standing up, and I landed on my feet. A little wobbly. <laughs> Like a deer? Like more like a giraffe, but nice. Oh, man. Uh-huh. I've always wondered how Nephilim were born. You're welcome, Bible joke. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. 
That's how they were born. They don't call um, me the naughty nephew for nothing. The naughty nephew. Naughty nephew. <laughs> nice. Oh man. That's the, yeah. that's the name of this episode, the naughty nephew. <laughs> we used to call him the skank, lanky, skanky, skanky, lanky. No, skanky links, because I'm kind of skanky, skanky and I'm kind of lanky. Nice. Not that's anymore. Tight. I'm kind of chubby. <laughs> chubby hubby. That's um, how. It, <laughs> listen, listen. No, everybody, like I am the. I have. What I think is interesting is as I've gotten older, like my taste and the kind, I, I just like the genre of men and the genre of bodies that I'm into. Like it's definitely like widened because I used to be, you know, just a thought out here. I'm just like, oh yeah, I just want some guy who's like mm, slender and like built. And, and of course, I, who doesn't love that? But like also like I am not that girl. Like you know, I have like I like I like my my soft edges right now. Aww. And Aww. I make, think you're that, making a boy feel special over here. <laughs> Listen, I tell you what, just like I think cuz at the end of the day, if you can make if you can make good love, like really, yeah. you know, fuck those love handles. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Cuz that's not I where the magic happens say, anyways. Sorry. I interrupted again. Got to work fine, on that. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I was just going to say uh this couple that I love, I saw that he got this beautiful, he's got tattoos and he just got this really beautiful piece that almost finishes out his tattoos and I was like, "Oh, they're roses. It's gorgeous." It is literally the floral bouquet that his wife walked down the aisle with when they got married. And I thought, I can't get a guy to like commit. And you're like, like I just like a flower. My ex-boyfriend ghosted me and then got engaged. Like that is that is my level. Oh, and my you <laughs> you got your wife's bouquet tattooed on you. I mean, but like 50 percent of all marriages end in divorce. So like what happens if? That's yeah. a good point. You know, like, so, like, don't. But they're pretty. They're pretty great. I think they're a good for I'm sure they are. But, again, 50% is a high number. And so don't. I don't envy anybody who gets, like, a couple tattoo because, bitch, if you, <laughs> if you get divorced and, like, Jonathan, that's going to suck. Know people, that's why we're laughing. Yeah, like. You better not get a complex tattoo. Like, think ahead. What can what can a good tattoo artist cover over later? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have, if you write their that name, is... you got to do it in fine script. Yeah. I you know, knew just, a guy who no nothing big. John and I both know a guy. I'm trying to give you hints without you knowing who it is. Friends with my lords. Uh, he, you know, got a purity ring tattooed on him mm. because on he thought. Not on his penis. Oh yeah. Um, he well, thought, then it would be it would have been more effective on his penis, probably. True. He, he true. thought if I if I <laughs> once I get married, purity cock rings. Up, I <laughs> stop it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new line of merch. Nice. Uh, oh baby, I'm writing this down. Yeah. Sorry, keep going. Is the name sir. of our sex uh, toy line, but yeah. um, they he thought I'll put my wedding ring over my purity ring. Turns out. In his 20s, he became a trainer and a bit of a skank. And he would have to, like, you know who I'm talking about. He had to try to, like, explain to girls. But then girls were super into the idea that he used to be pure. Pure. Yeah. Ew. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're, we are, this is, that's just proof that we're all deprived creatures a little bit. They just want to climb me like a tree. Yeah. John has had a lot of uh, awkward lady attention. Oh my gosh. It's some girls love a tall dude. Well, oh, wait, yeah. Justin, I feel like you're tall. We've never met in real life. I'm tall. I am. Well, I'm six foot. So it's not like I'm not, I'm not excessively tall. Not John tall, but I'm, I'm, how do I feel so I'm above small average. in your arms. 
Kevin, you're six <laughs> too, right? No, I'm just six. Yeah. You're just six feet. Yeah, if I wear a heel, then I'm, I'm a lot taller. Fair. But sorry, yeah. Justin. You're larger I, I actually, than I actually feel like I'm shorter now because I wear a lot more like zero drop shoes than I used okay. to. So like, so that it's actually strange. Like I, I'll feel like a little bit shorter in places. I'm like, wait, I know that I'm six foot, but yeah, it's really a strange thing. But yeah, I think it's, this is a, such a weird time. And I think, I think dating and friendship is so weird too. Like mm -hmm. it's such a strange thing. Um, and it, it's funny, like we have, we're living on zoom and I, I will air a quick grievance just about like, please internet, do internet life. It's petty, but like camera work, this bothers me so much. I, I'm at, I, I have a, I have a job full time. We're entirely remote. We were remote before the pandemic. So like we were using zoom every day anyway, and I'm not kidding. I still have coworkers that like I'll go to a zoom meeting <laughs> and it's like, oh it's my like God. this, like uh, you know, I have a good hairline. Yeah, and yeah, and so it's like, like why, why? Like it's not hard. Just like point it at you, and the rest <laughs> of the interview. Yeah, yeah. It's just oh, it frustrates me so much. Like you know, they, I talk behind my my mic the whole time. Sorry, I do that. I know I do it. Yeah. Which is, you know, some stuff is okay, but like there is there is a particular few people <laughs> that I talk to regularly that I'm like I'm like just the monitor, honey, just like. Just a little bit, and I'll just, see your just face. Just shift it ever so slightly. And just I, a little I bit. thought for a while, like, oh, maybe they just don't want people to see their face. Like, I get that, but no. Like, there's times they've gotten up. I've seen pretty much their whole body as they're shuffling around. So it's not an embarrassment. They don't give a fuck. They just don't. Yeah, they do not care. And it it just it's petty, but it's like it like when I have to like sit and converse with you for an hour, and it's it's this. And it's like you're like, you're thinking. Turn your camera and look me in the eye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'm down. I'm up here. Like this is where uh, I'm. At. Maybe they think because they wear masks, you won't recognize them. Maybe. So if you see their rest of their face, you won't know who they <laughs> yes. are. I it, yeah, recognizing people like, is weird too. My ability to recognize faces and understand voices is all all messed up now. I know. Like this, this year is it's like when totally a child gets a haircut. Yes. Yeah. I. Mm. I just all babies look the same to me, honestly. Day day like three of the pandemic, one of my daughters cut the hair of another one of my oh, daughters. Oh no! Like I mean, and I mean, cut it. Like they cut it. Like like they're not going to be able to play soccer at their tournament. Cut it. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it was, it was, um, and she it was my she was seven at the time, and and Nora was four, and so she wanted bangs and so she told oh, yeah no. oh yeah so it's like a bang mistake and oh, we've all had and a bang going mistake. to the not the bay yeah yeah so like i mean it's it's cut like almost as short as mine in the front and it's like like it was like butchered to the side like this and i'm come I'm on tegan and sarah i was sitting yes! at my desk i was sitting at my desk and then she comes in the room and she looks at me and she's like daddy do you think i'm beautiful and, like, <laughs> <laughs> and i turn yes. around and it was one of those moments where it's like it took me a few seconds like there's something wrong something has happened and then i and then i'm like <gasps> but I'm, I'm also like yeah you're beautiful honey what happened? And then right at that moment, I'm seeing my other daughter run by the door, like scissors kind of hidden, like like, like trying to hide it from me. Uh, and so just now, like a year later, she is finally like, it's gotten to the point where it's not. Cause I was like, I was gonna take her to the, like- The salon. The salon. The cookie cutters. 
and which is the kid salon. And I just, I was like, can you just do the full Viking where you like shave the side? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that would have that would have actually worked well, but uh, yeah. Yeah, you should have just get, given your kid a mullet. That would have done wonders. It, it would have improved it considerably. Uh, probably. But, but, but it, it worked out fine, and, and I was vetoed on that. Well, um, speaking of uh, not to not to move us along, but in order move to move us along, it's great. Yeah, to move us along. So we, Sarah and I were talking earlier today, and we wanted to talk about friendships and best friendships, and just like how, as adults, we make friends. Because I think, uh, especially during the pandemic, like how relationships have shifted and how we pour into one another has shifted mm -hmm. so much. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. Um, I, I mean, Sarah, you were like, where do you want to start? You're the kind of architect of the question. Well, really, it was because we had this whole conversation about the fact that um, both of us have significant friendships um, that I think within sometimes the Christian narrative would have been suspect. So like, yeah, like that human right there, John, is the person that I uh, and also that human right there, Kevin. These are two people that I feel like I need to connect to to feel more myself and I am, I've had wonderful partners who haven't had any problem with that. But I think within the Christian narrative, there has been this idea that you have to have one significant other who's your bae, right? Before all else, before. Ew. I know, I know. I, I hate it. that you spelled yeah. it out, but we, some people didn't know what bae stood for. I didn't know and forever. Um, and You're I so think, hip. Uh, I think it was really fascinating when years ago I talked to a friend of mine, Amy, who is a researcher who studies um, longevity of satisfaction, both sexually and also mm. within um, committed relationships. Married one of my best friends from childhood. Fun story. She's amazing. Married this guy who is amazing. And he said, I married a woman who literally studies how to keep us satisfied. Am I a genius? I think nice. so. That's what um, I want. Nice. So. One of the things she uh, helped research for was a book called The All or Nothing Marriage, which helps us understand that like it made it doesn't make sense for us to feel like one person is supposed to fulfill all of our needs. Mm -hmm. And yet and here's why, because back in the day, you would al align yourself with one other human, but you were also part of more like I this is using the word tribe in a, a non colonial. Well, I'm not trying to steal the word, but pre-colonial. Yeah. Right. You, your tribe, your community would um, kind of fulfill those other needs. And it wasn't expected that your significant other would meet all of those needs. But then Hollywood came in. Um, I mean, there was a couple of years before that, but you know, Hollywood. Hollywood, Western capitalism, yes. nationalism, right? That imperialism, us, right? Uh, modern evangelicalism that convinces us that there is one person and we are waiting for that one person who is going to fulfill all our needs. And what's happened is that we now have an incredibly lonely society that doesn't know how to do adult friendships. So recently I saw someone post like the real miracle of Jesus is not that he was raised, it's that he had 12 friends as an adult, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because our expectation is that friendships don't continue or, and, and some of it, like, right, you have children, you know, Justin, and there yeah. is some morphing and timing and stuff like that. But the fact that I think we have begun to destroy the narrative of intimacy within friendship. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And we have sexualized so many things that like 
can we be friends with people of the opposite gender and and it not always be assumed that intimacy leads to sexuality? Yes, John. Yes. So can I kind of summarize what you're saying by you're saying that married people are good Christian people. Yes. And the singles are the lonely Jews relate waiting for mm-hmm. their relationship Messiah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Is the shit story. Or yes. that once is, you get married, story. once you get married, you're supposed to abandon all of these friendships that you've invested in. But the truth is, if we look at the numbers, people are statistically not getting married. No. Right? We're now at a 50-50 split, which is the first time in humanity. And so, then the 50 split 50 split of people who actually stay married. So it's really only 25 of us, 25% of people who just actually. 25 people, Justin Kratz. Only 25 people in the world have ever done it yep. successfully. Yeah. <laughs> but only I 25 think, people. Well, but I mean. I think, I've been married that long, so. Well, but what was interesting is what they're finding is that people that have, this is going to sound shitty and then I'll pull it back, but the people that have a lowered expectation of marriage Mm -hmm. actually do better because they're more satisfied with the person that they're with because they're not expecting that person to meet every single need within their um, intimacy, their emotion, their emotion, you know, all that sort Mm -hmm. of stuff. They have other people, but we have often labeled that as emotional affairs or made it into an emotional affair because it is so when you what's up the dark becomes darker right Mm -hmm. um so if people can't have these open even so then kevin and i were talking the other day about um this weird thing within christian culture where and especially christian like bible colleges Mm -hmm. where guys oh yeah wait can i can i do this part because it's yes okay so specifically we were talking about how and now this also like plays into the toxic masculinity that we see, but how like at Bible colleges and within like certain evangelical circles, um, affection between men, like physical affection between men yeah. is normalized a little more. Mm-hmm. Like you can be quote unquote kind of gay with your bros as long as it's not gay. Like you can like snuggle on the couch. Like I've seen like full, full blown college, you know, like, and this is same thing is true of fraternities too. There's a weird kind of like, you know, like you could look at it and call it like homoerotic, or you could just call it healthy platonic. It's just healthy touch. Yeah. But you know, as long as it's not gay. But then that's like the thing. It's just like for someone like me, I come into that spot and I'm just like, that was torture. Yeah. Um, but anyways, like we kind of just were talking about just like how do we, you know, how do y'all create friendships? How have y'all created friendships as adults? Like, or have you? Do you? Do you have friends? Yeah, it's. I think it's really hard for. Well, it's it's been very difficult for me for a couple of reasons. One is, I was a pastor for a number of years, and I was a pastor in a, in a denomination that kind of moved me around a lot, mm. and and also I was moved around a lot for one just because it was kind of the natural culture, but also I tended to be a person that asked questions and pushed buttons and. It was, so it was like, mm, you're not welcome here anymore. And so you get run out of town. So I've been all over the United States in a lot of ways. And you don't have to work to find friends. When I move to a town and I have like 200 people that are my biggest fan, at least until once I, a week. Yeah, once a week. So so there's that. And I think. But even, is that real friendship? Though? No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> because the second they find out you're LGBTQ affirming, 95% of them never talk to you again. Uh, but I also think too, even as just evangelicals, you're taught that your life is the church. And right. so like, I've really struggled and I figured it out now, but once I had deconstructed and left church, I was like, I don't even know how to make a friend. Like, 
Like, do you, like, cause it's like, I go to church and like, oh, we have this shared language, shared narrative, like, let's just be besties. And, but it, it, even if you don't fully share the narrative too, no, not at all. That's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. that's the, uh, unsaid truth, right? Like, so you had this thing that you knew to be true, but you felt like you had to kind of massage your way into it. You couldn't mm -hmm. fully show up as Justin cause that wasn't. No, not at all. So yeah, and, and so that it creates a lot of hiding. And so even just me teasing out, like, what does it even mean to find a friend? How do you be a friend? And it, it felt very much like I'm going back to junior high school again. Mm -hmm. Like, how do I meet people? <laughs> like, let's just find weird people like online or whatever. And so it's, uh, it's been an interesting transition. And I think that's one of the things that keeps people in. I know people that, that when I was leaving the church, were in full agreement with me, but mm. they're like, we're going to stay here because this is where all our friends are. The only reason they go is because this ding, is ding, my, ding. these are my friends. And and that is a it's a strange thing to walk away from because you're not just walking away from God, quote unquote, uh, or but you're also walking away from an entire system of meeting people. Oh, yeah. And so like, how do you even find people with even not, not common theological ground, but just like people that would commonality have, in general yeah just my, someone who would mildly interest me and i would want to spend my for precious free time with how do i find these people and uh, honestly it's mostly online for me at least right now because mm -hmm. that's the easiest way to find people um but it's been a it's been a challenge and having kids it's a challenge as well oh god i can't because imagine because it's like I, I have friends that are i keep doing air quotes but i have friends that like the only thing we have in common is that our kids like each other and oh. when our kids don't like each other anymore, we're probably not going to be friends. Like that would be awkward. <laughs> um, mm. So it's it's an interesting thing, and we found some we found some people that we very much gel with, and we have started building friendships with. But it just it becomes I think each phase of life requires a different definition of friendship, mm. and I think the script I was given growing up did not accommodate that. And I think I just accepted that now. And even marriage, like my relationship with my spouse, um, it, that has changed drastically over the years. And we're, I think we're constantly renegotiating that and like kind of mm -hmm. like dialing those expectations up and down. Like, yes, you fulfill these expectations for me. Can you not, you know, is it okay for me to meet these elsewhere? Is it not like, and so I think you have to constantly communicate and, and do that dialing and switching. And when you're given the script that says, this is what a friend looks like. This is what a spouse looks like. This is what a man looks like. Uh, I don't think anyone ever meets it, but I think there's a lot of people that are really good at faking it. And then once you mm -hmm. opt out, then you lose all of it. And that, that's, that's a difficult thing to try to tease through. Mm. That's good. I like it. That's good. What about you, John? John. How, do you, how did you find I'm, friends as an adult? Well, I see. Or have you found friends? I found a few. I see them. I find them. I say, I'd like to be that person's friend. I dry hump the shit out of their legs. That is not what yeah, I see. Yes. See if they accept Listen. it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that would be a way to find a friend for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard consent. where I'm at right now. All the old people. Well, the old people and the Mormons. Yeah. Um, is it bad that I'm going to get a drink while he says this? Keep going. I can hear you. Allegedly. My parents left. Thanks for that. Coming back. Um, no, so I mean, here, unless you're a part of that community, it's really hard to be friends with people. And I'm like, I don't care, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. but they care. Um, hmm. I mean, I, I have a few good friends and then I'm meeting people, 
I meet a lot of people at school, but they're 19 years old, so I'm not really going to go hang out with them. Yeah, it's a little different. I think I'm awesome, though. I mean, I would think you're awesome, too. Like, I mean, I... I, uh, every now and again, I volunteer and speak for uh, this LGBTQ youth group called Beloved Arise. And I go right back into youth pastor mode. And I'm like, oh, my God, these people are so cool. And then I think about it like, I don't want to hang out with any of you later. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Beloved Arise, anyone, if you're listening, I love you. But it is exactly that. It's like, I am 31 years old. And you eventually are going to, eventually they're going to start clowning me. Yeah. You know? I was a much better youth pastor in my 30s than I ever was in my 20s. Oh, yeah. I think because I didn't care to hang out with them, like, I wasn't trying to be cool. Like, it was... Yeah. Like, like, I'm not trying to be cool. I'm not trying to impress you. Here's my thing. We can hang out later, sure. But, like, I got my own stuff to do. And I actually think they not just only liked me more, but I think they, like, actually appreciated that more. Yeah, it's just, like, stop trying to be a cool teen. Stop trying to be relatable and just be yourself. I think that's, like, if I could give any and all pastors everywhere, including myself, stop trying to be... Hi, little dog. Um, It's it's whenever we try to be somebody else that... And I think that's just, like, with friendship in general. It's, like, we think that we have to be somebody... So that someone else is going to like us, so that someone else is going to sit with us or whatever. Really, the only requirement is like the person who wants to sit with me is the person who's going to, re- who's like, they like what I'm doing, like what I got going on. So I think something you said earlier was like really important was this idea of like, and you say it all the time, and I think it's really important is radical honesty. Yep. Like to be, you know, for me, like I have a lot of guy friends. And so that's often meant that like guys I'm interested in don't know I'm interested in them because they're like, well, just Sarah has like a lot of dudes around her. Um, probably not great. Like that oftentimes where people meet people are like bars and I'm rolling in with John and our other <laughs> big dudes. <laughs> like, hey. That I'm trying on. to be a great wingman and throw you upon these men and you don't. You throw me though, literally. And it's weird and it makes everyone nervous. Well, yeah. the, like, because here, here's my thing. And like, this is when we all get to go out again and we are ring wing wing manning and wing womaning for you you've got to talk to somebody that we introduce you to at least once that's going to be our thank challenge you. thank you, you guys all thank know you. I don't do well in these anyway my point is this mm-hmm. yeah, try to, to escape like, it change the subject it's fine <laughs> yeah, yeah. i've had to be radically honest with people that i've been interested in and say hey i know you see me like joking around and i'm one of the guys in so many places and spaces but like i actually have a like a crush a for, there's a connection for me beyond just like I'm funny and I'm going to be funny with you, you know? Have you ever, so when you say that, you mean like, I'm into you. I got, I got feels. I got feels. That's what you got. And I think that if we were more radically honest, then friendship wouldn't be so Mm -hmm. weird. Um, And I think, not just like between gender or same gender, if that's your, whatever. Um, I think that there has to be this permission, even with like being honest with people like, hey, I really would love to be your friend. Mm -hmm. And um, what is that going to look like? So we have a couple of questions from people. We do. want to hear them. I know that uh, we started a little bit late, so we're going to go a little bit longer. Is that okay with everyone? Yes. That's fine. That's fine. Fine with me. I'm upset, but I'll be all right. Okay. Well, thank you for airing your grievance with us. Yeah, thank you. We're going to ignore it, but thank you for airing it. I actually have another grievance. Is this the first time you've had more grievances as the show goes on? (laughs) Yeah, I keep, as we've talked about dating, I've I've, I've gotten a lot more grievances. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sarah, go ahead. Oh, uh, what you were talking about ghosting. I had someone break up with me while I was napping. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, this is the best story. Please tell this story. And then we, I've got a question, but please tell the story. I'm sh- that's fucked up. Sorry, keep yeah. going. So this girl, like, bad, you, you badass woman, like mm-hmm. badass, like elite of the elite at what she does. A real ass but, bitch in a fake ass world. Oh, I mean, flies fighters. Yes. Like the, t- the, and the top of the top of those, like Top Gun type of. So the Captain Marvel, basically. Yes. yes. Captain but Marvel. But like straight. Yeah. She was straight. Unlike, yeah. unlike Carol yeah. Danvers. Not that it matters. Yes. True. Yeah. I mean, in this scenario, I think it does. <laughs> Anyways, so, John. Has, has a, we're supposed to go on a date in the evening. Has a court case custody battle with her ex. Doesn't go well. Oh, no. She, uh. <laughs> She's like, I'm not doing well. I, I just need to decompress. And I'm like, that, that's fine. That's a lot. I couldn't imagine going through a court battle to see how much you get to see your kid. I was like, hey, I've got a bit of a migraine anyway. I'm going to take a nap. You decompress. We'll be good. I wake up from my nap to the string of text messages that start uh-huh. with, I don't think you're as interested in me as you once were, to... A really snarky, I was getting ready to go on a guy's trip. Um, we were going camping. And I had, I don't fit in sleeping bags. So I got a two-person down quilt. Oh, I'm too big. yeah. And so I got the snarky, <laughs> well, have fun on your guy's, per- guy's trip with your two-person sleeping bag. And I was like, she's, and she's like, I hope you have a great life. And I was like. <laughs> this is all while he's napping. She's con- uh, She's constructed a story. Where he's no longer into her, and she's yeah. moved all the way through. You're not answering me. I'm trying to tell you, you're not affirming. Yeah. You're not helping me feel better. Help, help. And she's help. like, at one point, says, "My silence is very telling." And I wrote back, "Yeah, my silence is telling. It's telling you I'm taking a nap." <laughs> John does not like when he sleeps. Good. He's dead. And he's also, dead. just like this is another thing about expectations too. It's just like, why is everyone expecting this is, this is a thing about capitalism, everything, everybody wants everything now. It's just like, you are not entitled to me texting you back immediately. You are not like, you know, like that, that was that rap song was like, when you see the text, you, uh, what is it? Uh, Drake said, when you see the text, you better reply me. Um, no. fuck you. I will reply when I want to, when I'm goddamn yeah, ready. Drake. Fuck yeah. you, Drake. Yeah, so you were dating Drake, and then they texted you. Yeah. He texted you and said, you're not into me. Yeah. While you were napping. And, and then blocked me. And then blocked me. And blocked me. Oh. Listen. So I couldn't respond. You know what? Was, she deserves to be alone with that shit. Sorry. Yeah, and I, honestly, I felt really bad for her. Like, I was like, you're going through some shit. I was like, but wow. Like, I was just taking a nap. Yeah. She tried I to get. She tried to hit me up. She tried to hit me up a couple years later, and I just kind of ignored it. But you should have said, "Sorry, I'm busy napping." Yeah, I'm gonna go take a nap now. Oh yeah, I can't see you ever again because I. Every time I think of you, like my body I just fall asleep. <laughs> shut down. Yeah. It's a it's a stress response. Yeah. Sorry. Every time oh, I can't sleep, I think of you. Works like that. <laughs> um, guys, the question that I think. Justin already kind of tapped into. Okay. Tap, tap. Um, Ken asked, uh, what is it like leaving church, church work altogether? How do you find within the friendship 
atmosphere, what is that like? And I'm sorry that all of a sudden construction has begun in my neighborhood, but keep going. That's fine. A, a, a podcast will summon construction and people mowing mm-hmm. their lawn. And lawnmowers, chain, loud dogs. Yeah, I know. it just summons them. Uh, <clears throat> thoughts, friends, around if you have left, because John, you used to be really involved in churches and you're not in Utah. Um, what do you guys think? Like if, if is one of the, I think Justin brought up a legit fear is how do I make friends once I've left, left that entire world. If mm. I've left that entire world, because I will tell you just being friends with people just based on that you've both deconstruct or you're in a different stage of deconstruction or whatever. I, as someone who's like observed some of that stuff, all that life, is, is trauma bonding, it's the mm-hmm. same thing. So yeah. let's talk about how do you find friends that aren't based necessarily on your spirituality or a share or your shared trauma. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because like you can find friends based on shared spirituality, and I think that's something you should do. Right, right, uh, right. I'm just saying, like as a totality, like yeah. I can't have all friends that because what we have to remember is oftentimes people leaving these spaces have only ever had friends that have the same. Like we were taught, we should only hang out like equally yoked. Was also mm. not just in our dating life; it was also in our friend life. Like, mm-hmm. Right? We were actually yeah. taught to fear in in high school, which was so strange for me as a Canadian coming into um, the American Bible Belt. But I really thought like the kids who are not Christians, I literally was told like party and then go to hell. So like, which now seems which great. Right after the party, right, right. after the party. Right. The bus picks them up. <laughs> yeah. But I think there is this narrative that we thought for so long, we have to be in alignment spiritually with the people we're friends with, because that's what we were taught as a marker. Mm-hmm. And now if we've shifted, we're still looking for the same thing, even though it's not a healthy thing. Like, mm-hmm. can I be friends with someone who is still an incredible evangelical? And the answer is yes. Can I be friends with someone who never grew up in that? And the answer is yes. Or someone who never grew up just in general. <laughs> well, that, yeah. Can I be friends my with my best friend? So, yeah, I think the, the thing I, it's like find I I think like a lot of people they they want to force it and make it really quick can like sometimes especially right now because the world's not totally open like I think having the grace to say all right I'm just gonna take some time and then uh, I would say find friends that you just it's easy to be around them you know and and by that I mean like you might have to figure out. Okay, what do I like doing? Uh, I like singing karaoke. Who do I know that sings karaoke? Oh. Well, these people sing karaoke sometimes. Maybe we can go karaoke. I don't know. Like, uh, you just have to put yourself out there, or yeah. get on a get on a friendship app. You know, there are friendship fr- app. Yes, um, it's Meetup. It's called Meetup. You can find oh, like specific yes. things, and you know, go everything from like hiking to you know, a bunch of other shit. Yeah, yeah. But- it's groups, interest groups, like people that go do activity groups. Yeah, there's lots of that. It's taking those manipulative tools you learned as a pastor and as evangelical, <laughs> like shared interest groups, but like, oh no, that's actually how you meet people. <laughs> like that's like just normal a, people. Yeah, that's that's actually legit. Uh, and you don't have to put a Jesus spin on it either. No, you don't at all. You can just like meet people that like what you like. And so I, you know, I've, I've found some friends and I found some friends in churches that I went to that kind of deconstructed as well. And then we just kind of remained friends and mm-hmm. we don't talk about God all the time now. And it's like, this is quite nice. Mm-hmm. We don't have to. Uh, and so I, I think it, it, there is, there is that trauma bonding thing, which I kind of want to circle back to because that is, that is the danger of, I think being in this space as just as a as a 
as a person, and I think it's a danger as as we kind of move forward. And I think I think it's going to continue to be waves of people that are deconstructing religion. I was thinking about you know even like the QAnon folks, like kids were being raised in QAnon families. You know, it's not even necessarily a spirituality. There's spirituality in that, but there's going to be people leaving those all the time. Like there's right. going to be waves of people leaving high demand religions or political or families and so like trying to figure out like how do we get out of this without just creating these trauma bonding groups where you just kind of relive it all the time and like you're in your, you know you've deconstructed in your 30s and in your you're in your 60s with your deconstruction buddies and you're just talking about how hurt you were in when you were 25 and like, and that's not a bad thing, like to have that shared experience, but like we have to find a way to move beyond it and just mm. connect with people human to human and, and talk about the weather. Like that's okay to just talk about the weather. Like uh, I have some people that have very enjoyable, shallow friendships. I think that was another oh, thing. Oh, I love a shallow friendship. Yeah, I, I, you know, that's trained into you. Like you have to be deep, you have to go like deep into Some people you're just gonna smoke weed with. Yes, you know? exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, Honestly, I've, I've been looking for friends to just like hang out with and get high with and not anything like 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 I, my karaoke drinking buddies. That's all we were. Yes. We're karaoke that's, drinking that's buddies. A, and that's that should be OK. That should be OK. But to we find. were taught we were literally taught that it was sad if we weren't friends with people to the nth degree the party people. Right. Like, yeah. they're not going to be your friends anymore when you're not partying. But maybe I didn't need to bring them into the next part of my life. I think that's the hard and as a pastor and as this person actually who asked the question is someone who has was a pastor and left and i think they're trying to figure out how not to be a pastor in their friendships right like oh, how yeah. not to feel like oh, you have yeah. to maintain mm -hmm. those yeah. relationships because john part of the podcast that him and i worked on together the truth of the matter is i feel like i have to be a great friend to all of these people and that they are, and even when it is not a mutuality. And like when you think, oh, no. and when you think, yeah, when you think great friend, you are thinking I have to give them everything because greater love has no one than this, that they lay down their life for their friends. Right. Mm. Uh, and I've had, I've had, you know, I've had in the last couple of years, some really great friends like John who have like just pushed me and it's been really painful. I'll be honest. It's been really painful for me. Like Friday's your day off. Why are you answering that text from that person? I'm like, well, they think they're my friend and like, they don't really see that. it's. Why do they think day. that? That's my question. Yeah. Right. Well, cause I like, that's part of the, the sales. Mm -hmm. Right. And we have to be honest about that is we are taught to sell not only we're taught to sell ourselves. We're taught to sell the institution. We're taught to sell all the things. And mm. so then, you know, Jules said, sell yourself. Jules, right? right? Just, and, oh, just kidding. And we aren't taught to make boundaries around that. And then boundaries feel awkward to us and hard for us. Um, and so I think having some superficial friendships where you can play with that idea of like, I'm not actually going to meet all of your deepest needs, but I am here to meet your like, let's go bowling needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, the gym was that for me when I got out of ministry. Like I, made, I made a lot of gym Excellent. friends. And and I, my my the gym I was at closed because of the pandemic, so that sucked. Uh, but it, which it actually felt like losing a church in some ways. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Like this is the way I'm connecting with people, and and so like finding that little thing that yeah, I, I, most of my gym friends we still hang out. We're, we superficially keep in contact. Some of them I'm closer with, some some of them I'm not, and and that's fine. They can just be that, mm -hmm. and and that that should be fine. We don't have to like be building towards yeah. this very intimate, deep 
thing where we share all our spiritual baggage or whatever. Yeah. Something that I think like has been really healthy for me in the past year with like really recognizing the value of deep friendship um, beyond romance. Um, it's kind of like I I kind of like fall into the realm of like relationship anarchy a little bit, which is the idea that like every relationship that I have, I think it like it's not that their relationships are hierarchical. It's just that they're different. They all like we've been saying this whole time. It's like. You know, the person who I go have karaoke with is going to be a little bit further out on this outer circle. And then, like, the people who know my deepest, darkest shit are here in the center. So it's more like I feel like like I have my friendships in concentric circles, not hierarchical. It's just that, like, you know, it's this way. So, like, the the closer you are to the middle, the more commit, I would say committed I am to you. And Mm -hmm. by committed, I mean, like, uh, I want to, like, think of you like I would sit, like, you know, what do we do with significant others? They think that, you know classically we've been trained to think they're entitled to our sex our body our time our money our attention and it's like what if i took that and gave it to my friends you know you know what if i treated my friends the like with the same level of like sweetness like putting time aside for them like wanting to invest in those things and one of those like kind of like romantic friendships and close friendships i have is with my friend john who is a straight man um right now just kidding um that's how He's straight. He will always be straight, but he's one of those people who has, like, such healthy masculine tendencies where, like, and also sometimes, like, people say that he's a flirt. I don't think he's a flirt. I think he's just nice, and I think he's interested I, in people. Yeah. I am going to, uh, as someone who's met him, in a, without you, met him at a party out here, because John, believe mm-hmm. it or not, he's friends with DJ. Um, I experienced him as someone who is capable of being fully present to the person in front of them and again because we have these unhealthy understandings of intimacy and we think that intimacy always leads to sex mm. i can understand why people think then that mm-hmm. they this person is a flirt when really all they're showing is incredibly healthy like i'm going to be really present to the person that's sitting in front of me and um, mm-hmm. i think we so rarely experience people mm-hmm. who are fully present um that it can feel very connecting yeah. yeah. And so something I have like le- leaned into and something we both talked about is like, cause like, you know, we'll get like super stoned together or like we've gone on a couple lovely little like uh, shroom trips together. And I feel like this deep, lovely, uh, erotic energy, like, but it's not one of those things where I need it to be expressed sexually with this person. Mm-hmm. It's just like, mm-hmm. I am de- I am connected to you on the soul level and we both know it and we both like it. And it's just, I don't need you to be anything more than that. And I think being able to change that expectation of what this kind of intimacy can look like has helped me and John become closer. And also like, uh, he's like, I, when I think about the romance I want to have, I think about like, I want a man to treat me like he does. I want a man who wants to like spend time with me, who wants to like check in on me, who is like not around all the time, who is independent, who has his own shit together, who is interested but not codependent. I'm like, we need, and I think that's like what our friendships can do for us. They can model how we should be treated in every relationship. Does that make sense? It actually Mm -hmm. makes sense, especially now. I have a lot of friends who are, um, I will say like, you know, we say second career. I have a lot of friends who are in their, like they've been divorced and now in new relationships. And for them, what has needed to happen for a really healthy relationship is a friendship first. Um, and it is because then they they are discovering whether or not they can have that deep intimacy 
that they want to translate to their marriage as well. Um, so it makes sense to me why you would say that, like, this is a person who's helping me learn the patterns and rhythms of relationship in a, in a, in a way that isn't marriage, but will lead me to be better at, should I do marriage or do partnership or do whatever you want to call it? This person has helped me learn these things. Yep. And if he ever does decide that he wants to be with me forever and you know, I'll be fine with that too. Just kidding. That'll never happen. Um, but yeah, John slipped. John flipped a girl, didn't you, John? Oh, I did. Yeah. To being a lesbian? No, from. no, from. <gasps> so she, she, was, oh. she you she helped her. Living, exp- she was living with a girl. Been living together for a couple years, in a relationship, and then she met me. But she was like, "I want that." She's yeah. like, "I want." She, she's like, "I want a tree." Yeah. She wanted to climb me like a monkey. Mm-hmm. There is so much she background to, to that story that if we weren't recording for a podcast, we'll have to tell you about later. But that's going to be on our second podcast, um, your favorite dance after dark. Which, yeah. if we, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. if we ever once we get a little bit more followers on here and maybe a Patreon or whatever in the future, we should totally do after your dark. favorite dance after dark, where we talk get really raunchy. And that's usually like a couple of margaritas that, like you know, that's when your ants get real fun. Um, yeah. We have time for one more question. Do you have questions on your side? I know this one hasn't been question heavy. No, uh, not been- not really. Like uh, they, uh, the question was like, how do you make friends as adults? And like we already answered that. Um, so no, I don't really have any more questions on on my end. Oh, that's good. So, uh, anyone else have parting thoughts on like what does adult friendship look like? And then also, I'd love to know. Um, where what we can you, find all your work, Justin. Well, start. Well, let's start with this. Any other yeah. questions first? Any other yeah. thoughts, feelings, emotions about adult friendships that we want to get out before we? Because this is the last time you're ever going to get to talk about it. Ever. 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 I've, ever, shared, I've shared every thought I have on friendship, so I, I'm I'm good. I feel at peace. You look peaceful, though. You look well, really thank peaceful. You. Thank and you. I love it. I uh, peace. Sorry. That's the energy no, I try to bring. Don't ever be don't ever be sorry for singing. Ever. Okay, fine. No I'm not sorry then. Fuck you. Fuck y'all and your feelings about my singing. <laughs> you know, I love your singing. Um I was I was a fan right there. John, I think something that we and even something that Kevin just spoke about that I think is really important for us to even acknowledge is this idea of um I am just because of toxic masculinity and because of this one of the things that I so value about John and I think what makes us so close isn't just that John and I are really good friends, but John loves my people that are my friends, right? And he's really comfortable around people that are a different sexuality than him because he knows that it's not a threat to his own manhood. Mm -hmm. And having guy friends that are, you know, we have, we've got guy friends that are uh, very expressive of their- um, You can just say it, they're flamers. They really are. Uh, And- it threatens John in no way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And I think that oh, is... not at all, yeah. That is something that um, is really going to be healing for so many people, mm-hmm. for very straight men. John is very straight. Um, mm-hmm. To be the kind of person who's not uncomfortable with, like, be your silliest self. People yeah. that yeah. can... And, and, and John's just like, great. I'll be funny with you. Let's do it. Yeah. 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 I will I will yeah. dance to whatever you want to dance to. Sweet transvestite you know? with the most recent oh, Sweet That's transvestite. Awesome. That's great. So good. Uh, I will say this about adult friendship. And I think 
because I think it's a lot has been just our culture and it may be even culture worldwide, uh, but evangelical Christianity, because of the whole, uh, you need to be equally yoked and you should be around people. Your friends should be the people in the church. So you mm -hmm. end up being friends with people that are all just like you. Mm -hmm. One of the beautiful things about my nomadic life and the weird just shit that I've fallen into over the years is my friends are all very different and they're all very different from me. And that makes me badass, number one, but mm -hmm. it just enriches my life. Mm -hmm. I was like, I look at, I look at uh, one of my brothers and all of his friends are, you know, I, this is a gross generalization, but it's pretty true. They are all white. They are all um, progressive liberals. They all make, you know, 150, you know, as a couple, they're probably pushing two, three, four hundred thousand dollars a year as couples, mm. as, as household incomes. Are uh, they looking so they for, all... I take it they're not looking for like a third right now. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. I mean, I'm not making, a, I'm not making six figures. It's probably like, like How requirement you... to even be their unicorn. It'd probably be six figures. No, yeah. it wouldn't be. They would love you. How do you feel about Portland? Oh, like I'd like, I would like it there. I think. I think that, that, then I got gray. some people for you. Is it really um, gray there? I but just I heard that the it I can heard... be very it can be very gray. It's getting better in recent years. There wow. you're getting a little more sun in the winter. It used to be Climate months change. of gray. Yeah. Um, now it's not as bad. Yeah. But hmm. um, but that that said, like, and they all think they're. I was like, you're you're all internet social justice warriors. Hmm. And I'm probably rambling, going off on a side tangent, but I'm like, you know, maybe you show your kids what it's like to have friends that are black, Asian, mm -hmm. Hispanic, mm -hmm. of different mm -hmm. socioeconomic income levels, of different political beliefs, different religious beliefs, you know, have some friends that are conservatives and have some healthy debates, have some friends that are, you know, go hang out. You say you're all for the black community. Well, go down to the black neighborhood and hang out with some people. Yeah. Um, but they don't nope. and and i i pick on them because it's easy and it's my brother um but we all do that we all ha live in these you know insular capsules and as adults you know when you're if you're looking for friends go find people that aren't like you mm -hmm. go find people that are interesting that think about something different and open your mind up to learning yeah, don't a be different afraid. point of view yeah, yeah. And you They'll may not believe everything. Yeah, you may not believe everything that they believe, but maybe they're going to show you something and give you a nugget of wisdom that you'll take and mm -hmm. you can do the same. And that's what's going to fix our society. And, yeah. you know, just as if you're looking for friends, those are going to be great friendships. Those are going to be yeah. the ones that you're really going to get excited about because it's different. It's not like, oh, geez. I'm going to go have the same goddamn conversation with the same goddamn Jesus. people drinking yeah. the same goddamn drinks with their kids running around being obnoxious. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing over and over. And it's because you're all just mirrors of each other. Yeah. Go find people that aren't like you. Go find people that look at things differently and be in awe and wonder of how they see the world. Yeah. And not Absolutely. by it. I think that's yeah. my rant. That's, that's great. Rant. No, that's good. That's so good. Um, I, I have thoughts. Sorry. I said I was done. I'm not. Um, cause I, I think that is so good, John. And I think that, that not being afraid to learn in public 
is a huge thing. I would say yeah. I would say both of the two things I'm talking about. I'll speak specifically more to men in a culture that embraces toxic masculinity. <laughs> I think there's 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 too many like faux theobrogens out there and like or just people that that are afraid to learn in public cannot be wrong ever. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I, I, you know, like like if I I could bring you everything that shows like, hey, this is wrong, or maybe you need to rethink this. They're like, no, 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 no. Like that that fear of learning or of changing. And I think that that we have to abandon that to have good friendships. And I, yeah. I appreciate what you said so much, John, for that. And I think for, again, for white men, what kind of going off what Sarah said, this is something that was changed me as growing up that the fear of being thought of as gay was like drilled into me from a very young age. I'm, I'm a straight mm -hmm. man. Um, but I remember even in high school sitting with one of my friends in like a restaurant like Burger King and thinking like, I hope people don't think we're gay. Like, and that blunting my ability to have intimacy and relationships with other men. And it really wasn't until I just got over the fear of being called gay. And I would just encourage anyone like get over that, just get any white man, particularly being, getting uh, over that fear of being thought of as too intimate with another person. Mm -hmm. Like it made not just uh, my, my friendships more rich, but also my friendship, my friendships with everybody. Yes. It's like, I'm, I don't care what anyone else thinks about what's going on here. I know what's going on here because I'm hello. in it. Like, hello. Uh, uh, but that, that fear is so drilled into you, that fear of being wrong and that fear of being called gay or being perceived as something you're not. Yeah. And I think, I think that blunts friendships so much. And getting over that was a huge like eye-opener for me. And I changed my experience of other people so much. And question. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Sarah. Well, I was just going to say, I've had um, the opposite experience in some ways, in, but also similar ways. I have had guys have to explain to their significant other why they're having lunch with me. Mm. And yep. then what comes mm. out of the conversation is like, it has not, do you have, want to have sex with everybody you have lunch with? No, like mm -hmm. um, yeah, I do. Sarah is not. I mean, yeah, to same, honestly. <laughs> if you are a whore like me and John, yes. Yeah. But if you are a normal human, right. probably not. And I, um, but I learned that my friendship with men was dangerous, which correlates into I am dangerous. Mm -hmm. So my body I, dangerous, like my it, body is, which dangerous. is like yeah, women are and women are in charge of keeping men pure, right? Yeah. And Thank so you. I learned at an early age to keep men at a unhealthy distance. Mm. instead of just communicating. And I think both John and Kevin have taught me in our friendships that like, you're not, you just have to communicate it. Like you can just literally say, I'm so glad we're friends. Uh, I don't owe you anything. We're just friends. And yeah. not in a like nasty sort of, that makes us any less important to each other. Not at all. Mm -hmm. I just need we, yeah. to know this is not headed in that direction. Um, and it's important to, it's again, that like, bullshit that I learned in the South and I did learn it and I embraced it and I I didn't want to hurt anybody and then I when you're also getting the message that your body is dangerous who you are protect 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 you become very afraid of having these healthy intimate relationships um, and I think I, I hope as a culture and society we're moving beyond that where like I me having lunch with someone doesn't mean that I'm you know trying to steal them from their significant other um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and again, it's all about like, again, this doesn't mean I'm muted and I'm neutral and I have and I'm, you know, no. somehow asexual, which asexual is fine. I'm not, but that's just you know, 
it's that I need to learn how to own my own power in a conversation and say, hey, like, I feel really connected to you beyond just friendship. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that because I have male friends across the board. So yeah, say, John, I'm so sorry, I interrupted you. Okay, no, you're fine. I was going to piggyback on the kind of the male, especially, obviously, because I grew up white, evangelical, Christian male, and friendships, I was like, that that fear of being seen as homosexual it it stops it it retards a lot of relationships Mm -hmm. and hinders them and stunts them because you'll never tell you know that in that in that bubble you'll never tell your friend and honestly that you you love them and it's funny i try to i try to tell all of my friends that i love them especially my guy friends you know, I yeah, try, we if can't I'm get off the phone, phone without telling each other we love yeah. each other. Like, I literally yes, will call say, you back and be like, you, you didn't say it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, as guys, I mean, that's important. You, you, you let your friends know that you love them. And mm. you can always say, well, it's implied. And they know. They know I care about them. I'm no, like, no, no, no. Say, say the words. Mm. Yeah. Say the words. They, no, because that's the thing, is that we assume. We assume yeah. that everyone, oh, yeah, they know I love them. Do they? Yeah. Because yeah. the way that they know, how do you know for sure? Did you tell them? Yeah. That's how you know for sure. Yeah. And that's like that part right there. Um, something John and I had a, a very lovely conversation a couple of weeks ago where we're sitting on the back porch and we're hanging out and smoking a J. And he's like, you know, like what I like about being in relationships is like sometimes like I just sit and I talk to whoever I'm with for like you know, hours and hours and time just goes by and we're just laying there on the bed. It's like, I kind of feel like that's, that's what I have with you. And I looked at him like, I love you, John. He goes, I love you too. I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. but also it's like but that's a beautiful moment and that is a beautiful yeah. moment like because like he meant it yeah and i meant yeah. it and it's like that that's what I, life's about that's why we're i here. mean like literally it, like mm-hmm. it's like i'm the lucky if i die tomorrow i am i've got one person to do my eulogy i'm good yeah i mean i that's will great. also do it I, you <laughs> will not be able to speak at my funeral you are going to be wailing if you're not wailing true, I will be at wailing. my funeral I like I will haunt your fucking life until you come get to the afterlife. I'm going to be in a spandex unitard doing an interpretive dance. You better. That's exactly Um, what I want. One thing Um, I want to point out right before we do our closing thing is that um, I love that I overheard someone saying, well, aren't you worried that someone's going to think you're, that you two are gay? And the person said, that means that being gay is wrong. And I don't think being gay is wrong. Mm-hmm. So why yep. would I care if people think we're gay? Like yeah. what, yep. so, what, what does that do? Like, I don't care if people think we're gay. Like yeah, we're a really yeah. great gay couple if we are, but we're not. Yeah. Yeah. Why do I care? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be honored to be in a gay relationship with most of my friends. I'd be like, yeah. wow, that means yeah. I really No, Cause like, here's the deal. Right. I mean, cause like John, you and I are friends. So technically yes. you're in a queer relationship with me cause I I'm queer. That. So technically right. everyone, if you have a queer friend, you're in a queer relationship. I love it. Come on, somebody. <laughs> um, thank this you. This has been wonderful. This I was like really fun. Talk- I mean, I'm I mesmerized by your, it. sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to say I was mesmerized by Kevin's chest tattoos. Like they're just peeking through his shirt and they just look so sexy. Mm. Oh. And I'm like, I could never pull that off, but yes, look at the could. way he rocks it. He does. No. He does pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. Thank people, you. I could not. I could. It would be inauthentic if I did that. And you know it wouldn't work. What's really interesting is the reason I got this particular chest tattoo and this particular place from this particular tattoo artist was because like 
the guy who was the youth pastor at my church and was like my mentor and like friend, like he had a very similar one in the same place and I really wanted to be like him. So like when we're standing next to each other, you can tell it's a very similar thing. And now if I ever see him again, I'm going to punch him in his fucking face. (laughs) Well, I might go get one then just to be like you. Yes. (laughs) Because... And expand myself because this is my year of trying new things. Listen, I'll come to uh, I'll on my big queer road trip. I'll come up to uh, or out to Utah, and we can go get a tattoo together. Done. I have one that I have to go get anyway. So this has been your favorite ants. This has been another episode of your favorite ants. Uh, thank you for tuning in as uh, per usual. Uh, could our friends, uh, Uncle Uncle Justin, Uncle John, can you please tell people where they can find you on the internet? If, if you want, want to, to find you. and also anything you want to promote, including your shows. Uh, Justin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can find me right now. A lot of my stuff is in flux. So right now I will just point you to Twitter at Justin D Gentry. Uh, also we're um, Tori Williams, Douglas and I are launching a show called go home Bible. You're drunk, which I mentioned earlier, and that's going to be go home Bible on Instagram and Twitter. Please, you know, like, subscribe. That's going to be, a, it's a fun show. It's part storytelling, part banter, just about the Bible and all its weirdness. So that's that's what I'm up to right now. Sick. I love it. Yep. What, I'm up to nursing school. Well, I shouldn't say that. I've been doing prerequisites. So I find out in May if I get into nursing, the actual program. Um, where am I online? I, my Instagram's John M. Keeling. I don't post much on there, but you can you, you know, can really, add me if you want. I feel like John, like you're one of those people who like loves to be around the internet, but not of the internet. You know? Yes, nice. that is nice. One hundred percent. Like you're like you're it's like you're my evangelical internet. You're on the net, but uh, not of the net. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I, in the net, but not me, of it. Part of me wants to dip my foot in a little more because i put my toes in occasionally and i want to dip in a little more maybe go to the knees john i get my balls a little Mm. wet listen get to get to the baptism point that's what i call it also your balls hurt your knees we need to talk about that later wow that is i'm old yeah (laughs) what do you know about you know like don't talk about men's balls like that all balls are different okay yeah sorry pre pre i'm just kidding um I've got uh, some clackers. I've got some clackers. <laughs> Before. <laughs> you got Kevin. You got, you got some clackers. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, um, lovely. Uh, John, oh, I just want to say, if you ever decided to like begin doing anything on the internet, you could literally just like talk into TikTok and like monologue about anything. And you, mm-hmm. I think you would be instant sensation. You've got mm-hmm. such good you got a perfect voice to listen to really? uh, I, I hate my voice are that you fucking like kidding horrible. me your voice yeah. is wonderful it's, it's really? so fun to t- it's, it's so fun to talk to you because yeah. you're so animated and actually like you've got great cadence like you've got oh. this you get the same kind of vocal coloring I, as pete holmes to be honest oh and a little let bit me yeah. tell you, i can see that pete, pete, in a while. I, pete holmes gave me one of the best hugs that i have ever had <gasps> ever guys. in portland at the aladdin theater we haven't seen you. We in hugged. A while. We hugged, and it was, it was magical. I don't know, think it was for him, but for me, mm-hmm. oh. I think for him, he loves hugging a tall guy. I, I mean, I hope so. I could see that. Yeah. Well, my question is so. like, so like, Sarah, do you know Pete? Are y'all connected? Mm-hmm. God damn it! <laughs> I've, been try- I've been trying to get a, like, I'm trying to get him on my show for a while. 
Anyways, let's, well, well. Tell me you know Tiny Nose Ring Sarah, which is literally his nickname for me. Tiny Nose Ring Sarah. Anyways, um, yeah, that's all we're going to plug. Uh, you can Also, Irreverent Media Group, this is going to come out on Monday, and then our incredible I Cannot Wait launch event is happening on the 18th. Um, 6 p.m. Pacific. So many Easter. people registered for it. So yes. it's going to be huge. It's exciting. It's going to be great. It's going to be um, huge. It's going to be huge. And we have really great groups, like other podcasts that are going to lot like on board. But it's just a great group of, gosh, Justin, I feel really already lucky. Like if all it was is that yeah. I became your friend, then it's been worth oh, it. It's yeah, been it's, been, it's been really cool. Uh, I, love, I, love, I love meeting all of the people that are there. It's really been really yeah. cool. I want to say this right now, and I say it in all honesty and sincerity. Justin, I would return to Ohio to meet you in person. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and that's, that's a that's that's, that's a, a huge deal compliment. for me. That is. Where in, wait, where in Ohio? Where in, in Ohio I'm in, are I'm you? In Col- I'm in Columbus. See, and I like Columbus. Wait, I was Columbus I was in Columbus twice last year when I was trying to seduce a man. We were so close. Oh, you did well, seduce that man. There you go. We don't. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, so this. Anyways, uh, uh, yeah, this has been another episode. Sarah, where can people find you on the internet? At Rev Sarah Heath on most things. Uh, Making Spaces is my other podcast. And then Your Favorite Ants. Um, and coming soon. Sonderla Season 2. Electric Boogaloo. And we're, is- are go- we are going to hold Sarah, her feet to the fire, and make her fall in line. She will have to listen to every goddamn thing I say because I've been proven to be wise. Mm. And... I can, we'll take, I'll take questions. This is, a, this is me jumping into the internet right now. I am willing to take advice from people that we can use Sarah's life as an experiment. So give me your advice. <laughs> Great. And Ooh. we can we can make Sarah play it out in real life. Yeah, Choose suggestions. Your adventure, Sarah He's life. Yeah, you are. You are now. I know, guys. Your so life over if you're wondering what Sonderless, the podcast is going to be about, I, I'm leaving my job in July. I'm going to be a nomad. I'm restoring an Airstream so I can literally travel across the country and figure out so many things. And Listen, we're you know, under a man. Hell yes, we are manifesting the men for the for the ants, both for Sarah rain, and for me. It's, it's raining men, hallelujah. Oh, in Jesus' name, shouldn't that should be your new theme song, at least somewhere in there. Can we get? I don't. No, definitely we can't. Like, absolutely not. Um, but you know, if we if we get the karaoke cover version, maybe. Ooh. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Your Favorite Ants. If you want to send your questions, shoot us an email uh, to askyourfavoriteants at gmail.com. All submissions will remain anonymous unless you want us to drag somebody in public for you, in which case, I mean, like, spill the tea. <laughs> So send us your questions on relationships, spirituality, politics, deconstruction, etc., etc., all the things. And you can follow me across social media at Rev Sarah Heath. You can follow me across social media at the Kevin Garcia. My website's thekevingarcia.com. Mine's revsarahheath.com. And this has been a podcast that's a part of the Irreverent Media Group. So follow them and all of our great stuff at irreverent.fm. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Make good good choices. I love you. I'll see you you. later. Bye. We're so proud of you. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, God. You're so beautiful. Okay. Bye. I'll see you later.